series I want to do this summer is called Beyond Blessed. And I want to start at the beginning because I think sometimes it's important to wake ourselves up. We, do you know how you, when you have a dream, you think you're awake? That's the tricky part about a dream. You think you're awake. You think you're experiencing it all. And I think sometimes what we have to do in life is we have to wake ourselves up. And one of the things that we have to wake ourselves up to is how unbelievably blessed that we are. It's certainly not hard to find out if you have some challenges, if you have some obstacles, if you have some problems. But what can happen if we aren't careful is we miss how unbelievably blessed that we are. Um, we do this thing online, and you're welcome anytime to submit a question. And so we started this thing called Ask Anything. You can ask anything that you want. And um, so we're just answering all of these questions. And one of the questions came in this week was, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And I was explaining how it used to be Matthew. I used to just, and, and I still, of course, I love the book of Matthew. Uh, but I think I started there. When I first started following Christ, it was the first book in the New Testament, and I had so many great sayings from Jesus, and I just would absorb them. The Lord's Prayer is in there, um, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, on and on. All these great parables are in there, and I just just sucked it all up, and I love, I love it. Um, but lately, it's been the book of Genesis for a whole different set of reasons, um, but it it sort of sets the foundation. And I got to thinking about this, and I, and I thought, I want to go back and read the beginning again. So may I? Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's like the summary. That's it's, it's, the first verse is like the summary title, so to speak. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless, empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Before we could talk about how blessed your breakfast is, how blessed your home is, your car, how blessed your hairdo is, all the things that we look at, really, actually, we start to think that are important. They're actually kind of fringe. You have to start at the core of the blessing, which is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I think last Sunday I mentioned that we're sitting on a rock that's spinning at 1,000 miles an hour at the equator. I looked it up, and maybe technically it's 1,037 miles an hour. Here you sit. It goes beyond that because the earth that you're sitting on is spinning like this at 1,000 miles an hour at the equator, and this particular rock is itself rotating around the sun at 67,000 miles per hour. Anybody ever take stuff for granted? Like, one of the things I take for granted, I have a boat, I, you know, so I take for granted I go out there and it's going to start, but I really should not take that for granted. How many know... For a boat to start, there's a lot of things that need to go right. Like a million things need to go right. And if one of them is not right, a little wire, a little something, anything, not connected, not... Does anybody have 
No, I'm talking about mechanical problems. So the other day, the boat didn't start. When do boats not start? When a bunch of people are on them. That's when they don't start. And the kids are there, and the tubes are there, and everybody's that's when they don't start. So they're there. The kids are there. We're going to make everybody happy. It's going to be so great. Charlie's happy. Her cousin is there. Want to go tubing? Yes, Daddy. I'm so excited. It doesn't start. Now, um, I'm no mechanic. I, my dad was a mechanic. He, uh, he had the, I have no skills. But I do have YouTube. Anybody with me? So I get the YouTube out, right? And I, and, and I call. You can't get a mechanic to come out in the summer and work on a boat. You just can't get it done. So here I am. And I get, I get YouTube out, right? Now, by the time I get to answer 47, the party's over. People have gone home. Forget it. Boo, boo, right? It's just you. You might know what I'm talking about. Sitting under your boat, sweating. It's, it's always 100 degrees. You're there's no room to work. It's 120 when you stick your face down in there and you start, and, and the party's all over. And I, I get this guy on YouTube and he says, you know, one of the things you might want to try is just take, a t- just take a hammer and tap the starter. Now I can do that, right? True story. I go in the garage, I get a hammer and I go, tink, tink, hum, right? Now, how many of you know a lot of things need to go right for a boat to start? You're, you are sitting in the middle of a miracle right now. A million things are going right. A million things are going right right now. Everything's just spinning. It's not just that we're spinning around our sun. I, th- my mind keeps bl- blowing up. Every time I read more, I understand our sun is traveling at a mirror 448,000 miles an hour around our Milky Way galaxy. Can your mind comprehend going 448,000 miles an hour? That's almost a half a million miles an hour. Anybody get sick on those spinny rides? I mean, you know, we took, Charlie, we took Charlie, you know, to one of those places where they have the little spinny rides. And I mean, like, I'm game for every, I mean, I'm trying to be that dad. I'm game for anything, but no on the spinny rides. No. And, and Vicky is no on the spinny rides either. So, I mean, we, Vicky is so good at this. You know what I mean? She's so good. At, and, I, I'm on the, and of course, the spinny rides, what's the object? You have the little wheel in the middle. What do they want to do? The other day, the other day we're driving and we were taking Charlie somewhere and, and of course now they have the carnivals outside and so let me show you a little a little video here. This is this is Charlie on the um, uh, getting ourselves to the to the carnival ride, right? Now Do you see that little ride behind there though? That's a spinny ride, right? <laughs> And the spinny ride, now, that's about as much spinny as I can do. Is anybody with me? Right, that, that's about my max. But now they, you know, you've seen the spinny rides where they have the little, you spin the saucer, and you're spinning, and then your saucer's spinning, and then the whole thing is spinning. And, I mean, it is, it is, a, it is a problem waiting to happen. How many know what I'm talking about? Here you are. Look, you're on this rock. It's three rocks from the sun spinning madly in space. 
and rotating around the sun and the sun rotating around the galaxy at at 448,000 miles per hour, it will still take our sun 230 million years to get around the Milky Way galaxy. And God can't fix your problem? Your problem's big for God? The big mistake that all of us make is we blow up the size of our problem instead of recognize the size of our God. Who here likes to inflate their problem? How do you inflate your problem? You just breathe into it. It's like a balloon. You got a problem and it's just this little floppy thing, you know, and it's, but you just, you give it, you give it breath. Oh, this is really bad. Oh, you don't know how horrible this is. I know I saw it on Facebook. I know, and you just keep inflating your problem. You want it bigger and bigger. And because we like our problems big, don't we? Why do we like our problems big? We get more attention, right? We get more satisfaction. Something about, I need it a little bit bigger. And so we keep breathing into our problem. And the trouble that we have is we exaggerate and inflate the size of our problems and we completely negate the size of our God. They launched the James Webb telescope at Christmas. It's going to far outsurpass the Hubble telescope. They're saying now this galaxy that I said is going to take us 230 million years to travel around as we rotate around our sun at 448,000 miles an hour. They said this telescope is going to reveal a million of those galaxies. Anybody feeling blessed? How many ever non-mechanical people like me, you just open up the hood of a car and just shake your head? I have no idea. There's just way too many things going on in there, right? Everything has to work just right. Everything for that thing to start and to run. Can you imagine putting together a, a universe, let alone a galaxy, let alone a solar system? We're not, we're not talking about the fact that there's air in your, in, in your lungs. We're not talking about that there's food on your table. We're not talking about that you have running. We're just talking about all the rocks spinning around in space are spinning perfectly just so that you can exist. I want to share with you this summer how you can change your mind from thinking the worst to believing the best, beyond blessed. And just as Genesis starts off, and then it says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. This is how the Bible starts. God makes it all, and he says, it's good. And then he says again, it is good. And then he says again, it is good. And again, it's good. Five times, it's good, it's good, it's good. And on the sixth day, he said, it is very you know how to change your life? This, is, this will change your life. Start your day the way the Bible starts. Just start your morning. Man, that's good. Light. The sun came up. That's good. Man, that's good. Man, that's good. And think for just a, the slightest time, if you had the responsibility of doing any of these tasks, getting the sun to come up. Not... Not all the scientists in NASA could get the sun to rise. 
All we can do is observe it. All we can do is thank God for it. A million miracles by morning. Start every morning with, God, you're good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Fortunately, sometimes what we find ourselves doing is we start in the third chapter. You know, the third chapter, which, by the way, is where a lot of pastors start with the fall. How bad you are. How bad it is. Now, I'm not going to deny brokenness. I'm not going to deny sin or mistakes in my life or yours or anyone else's. It's certainly a part of the equation. But that's not where it starts. How you start is what matters. It starts, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's very good. It's important to start there. Who remembers, um, who remembers the game in like elementary school where you had the, 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 in my elementary school, they called it the cakewalk. Does anybody remember the cakewalk, the classic cakewalk? No? You, for some reason, you, you want a cake. And they, it was musical chairs, but they called it the cakewalk because you, you want a cake. I don't know why they give a little uh, second grader a whole cake to eat, but eh, I thought, well, whatever, I'd go for it. And I get in the line, and you go around and around, and the music stops, and they do what? Take out a chair. Does anybody remember this? Did, did you guys go to elementary? Did you have a... And... Then, and the cakewalk, the thing that I remember about the cakewalk is my heart would start beating. Now, you think about it, like, I, I was, I don't know, I get psyched. Does anybody like me? Like, my adrenaline's going, like, oh, man, I'm getting a chair, brother. I'm getting a chair. Does anybody remember this? And then, and then there'd be these gaps, and you do this little around the corner. Do you remember the around the corner part? Did any of you guys go to elementary school? I was trying to relate to somebody. You're like, around the corner. Slow, slow, slow. I mean, and the panic, the panic, right? So this is the thing to think about. You start your day one of two ways. Like a cakewalk, your heart racing, there's not going to be enough. There's not enough. They're going to take one away. Huh? It's a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality. That's just how you live your life. And if you're, if you're scared that something's always going to be taken away, there's not going to be enough, you're not going to get the cake, you're pushing. I may have thrown an elbow or two during a cakewalk. I'm not saying. I, anybody with me? I mean, you need to get that chair. Now, by the way, just so you know, ladies, um, when, when Vicky plans like ladies' events, these are the kinds of things that she plans. I'm just warning you because she likes to see these kinds of things happen. People throwing each other and for whatever reason. Um, so if you're going paddleboarding with the ladies this week, God bless you. I, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. You might get wet. But it, you wake up every single day and you decide, we're unbelievably blessed. Or this whole thing... We need to be fighting with each other. We need to be clawing. I need to, I need to have my adrenaline going because there's not going to be enough. Time's going to run out. The music's going to stop. I think when you see Jesus, you see a completely different pace. Jesus had this calm confidence in his heavenly father. You didn't see him racing around the corners. You just saw him walking. How many remember the story when um, Matthew 14, the disciples, they're out, they're ministering. There's all these people, huge crowds of people. 
And uh, the disciples decide they need to send everyone away so they can go and eat. And Jesus says, no, don't, don't send them away. And, and the disciples say, well, you know, what are we going to do? There's not enough. We only have this much. And Jesus says, well, what do you have? What do you have? Well, I have five loaves and two fish. Here's the, this is the key. This, this will change your life. This will change your life forever if you focus on what you do have. Here's what I do have. Back when I started uh, Orchard Grove, um, didn't, we didn't have much. Didn't have much. And I remember um, I needed a car, and I started a church that didn't pay anything. So there's lots of problems involved with all that. And, and I had a friend who was a pastor in Toledo, and, the, and someone had given him a car, a, 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 a beautiful minivan with 230,000 miles on it. And the odometer didn't work. So the door didn't shut all the way. The slider didn't shut. Beautiful wood grain siding. Yeah. Are you feeling me? He's a pastor. He was a pastor of a large church in Toledo, Ohio. And someone gave it to the church. And so he announced to his congregation, we've been given this van. If there's any needy family in this very large church who would like to have a free van, someone has donated to the church. How many takers? So he called me up. He goes, you know, does anyone in your church need a van? I go, I do. I do. Huh? Did it start? It started. A million things went right. That thing started. And I drove that thing year after year when we started the church. There's a million things going right. There's a bunch of things going right. You had to decide, I got to focus on what I have. Focus on what I don't have. The key for the disciples, the difference between the disciples and Jesus is they had the scarcity men mentality and Jesus had the abundance mentality. He, he knew, like my father, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Like, this, is, this is nothing to feed these people. The disciples immediately do the math. Small lunch, big crowd. It's not going to work. And Jesus operates in a different plane. And he's, he says, well, why don't you just get them all to sit down? Bring me the lunch. Bring it here. Anybody ever seen an apple? That's a miracle. All you can do is open up the apple. What's inside the apple? All these seeds. What's inside that seed? A million other apples. <laughs> all you got to do is open the apple. And there's a seed, and inside that seed's a tree. Inside that tree are thousands of other apples. And inside those thousands of other apples are thousands of other seeds. There's millions of apples inside that one apple. Inside, that's how God made everything. I don't know. Jesus, did he just speed the process? I don't know. But God, when he blessed Adam and Eve, Genesis 1, 20, he he made them, and then it says, and he blessed them, and he said, multiply. Multiplication was a part of the process from the very beginning. Jesus takes the bread, 
fish. And he breaks it. He blesses it, it says. He blesses it. And it multiplies. And it keeps multiplying and multiplying. And guess what? When it's all over and they've all eaten, guess what they have? Leftovers. Who loves leftovers? It seems like the way they calculate, there was more leftovers than they started with. Scarce or abundant? Scarce or abundant? Every single day, you start your day like this, just how the Bible starts. God, this is good. You look at the sunrise, that's good. You look at the clouds, that's good. That adds the rain. Man, how important is rain? Man, that's good. Look at the trees, you go, well, that's good. Look at the grass. You say, Chris, these are like little childish. No, 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 my friend, this is, this is the furthest thing from childish. Trust me. It's probably one of the deepest, most spiritual things you will ever do in your life. You stop and you get right back to basics. And you start to recognize how unbelievably blessed that you are. And it will reset your mind just like that out of your funk, out of your problems, out of your misery, out of your angst and your anger and your anxiety and all these other things, you just re-snap your mind back together. God, we're blessed. And then when you start, to ga- you start to gather how blessed you are, it starts to change the kind of person that you are. Remember when Jesus taught this? Freely you have received, freely you, what? Give. If, if you perceive yourself as blessed, you give. I mean, Jesus didn't have a bunch of doggy bags in the back for the 12 disciples. Go make sure there's room for us. Make sure we, they just keep giving it. Why? Because they know it's going to keep coming. Freely you have received, freely you give. This has to do with every part of life. If you know that you've been forgiven, then you you give forgiveness. If you know that God's given you a break, then you give other people a break. Have you ever been on 275? People will not give you a break on 275. I mean, honestly, like, I I actually consciously try to be a a, a decent driver. I said decent because I'm not fabulous. But I, I, I try to, and, and I mean, like every once in a while, have you ever made a mistake? Like, oh, I actually should have been over two lanes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get there. No, you got options. What are your options? Go down eight more miles, pass all the construction. That's an option. Usually not the one I pick, but it's an option. You have an option to like hurry and cut somebody off or, or be a little aggressive. Those are options, right? Sometimes you just put the blinker on and slow down. And then, let it, hey, I kind of like to get over, but the people in this lane, how do they like that option? I mean, all the options are bad. And honestly, every once in a while, have you ever made a mistake and just kind of like begging for grace? Anybody? Anybody ever beg for grace? Man, some people can be nasty. As if they were never, ever in the... And see, everyone agreed they've been in the wrong lane. They needed to move over. We all agreed that we needed grace, but we don't all agree on giving grace. Isn't that something? There's some math. Might tell you about some of the anger in our world. Maybe we need to give the same way we receive. It's just the way we need grace. We need someone to give us a break. We got to give a break. Come on in.
It's okay. I've been in the wrong lane too, right? Anybody ever see the guy racing down there, charging down though, just trying to get ahead of everybody and you made a judgment about him? I said him because it's always a guy. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, I'm in my 50s. I've never seen a girl do it. I've seen a lot of guys do it. Whatever. All right. And what was the judgment? Well, we won't say what the judgment was because there's a lot of things. But you also don't know. Isn't that right? You don't know. You also don't know. Maybe he got a phone call. His wife's being rushed to the hospital. Maybe he is a jerk. I was kind for the words you were thinking of. But so what? Maybe his wife is going to the hospital. Ever needed a break? Man, I've needed a break in my life before. I got in the wrong lane. I'm not just talking about, how many know I'm not talking about traffic only? If you think I'm stuck on 275, you missed what I'm talking about. You've been in the wrong lane in life. And you need to be over two lanes. And you need to break. I just made some bad choices. I just wasn't paying attention. I just, I don't know why I got over here. But I'm here and I need to get over here. Could someone give me a break? Freely you've received, freely that you, what? You give. If you, if you change from scarcity to, a, and, and one of the things that, it troubles me about how so many people start. They start with original sin, original bad, original curse. And so many pastors, they start your Christian theology there. And I'm telling you, don't start there because if you start there, then it just leaves everybody playing the cakewalk game. There's not enough. We've got to be angry. We've got to be anxious. We've got to take it. You know, Jesus says, like, John 14, I did a funeral yesterday. That they had requested I read from John 14. Uh, or Jesus says, in my Father's house, there's many mansions. There's plenty. There's plenty of room. How I many know God's got room for everybody? There's no cakewalk. He's not pulling out chairs. There's plenty. Went to a um, birthday party for Charlie's cousin yesterday. And so, uh, or, you know, he's turning eight. He's eight today. And they have the pinata part. We get the right for the pinata part. And, oh, man. Huh. I mean, they need, like, EMTs, nurses. I mean, they, you know, for, you may have seen the pinata thing with a bunch of little kids. And they give the kid a baseball bat. One kid decides to start spinning around, you know, and I, I'm just, and anyway, and then when the, when the thing finally breaks and the candy breaks, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's WWF wrestling with little kids, right? And Charlie's the littlest kid there, and I mean, there's, it's a mall for, it's a mall, you know what I mean? And I just have to go in there and just set a pick, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want her to get rough and tumbled. I just don't want her to be, you know, bloodied in the hospital, you know? So I just go in there, I just throw in like a little hip in there, you know what I mean? And I slap a, piece, a couple pieces of candy from the nine-year-olds, you know what I mean? And I think this is, this is how, this is how a lot of people have been talked into life. It's a pinata grab. And I just got to get in there and fight and claw. You ever been to work and it feels like that? You got to throw elbows. 
You got to get yours because there's only so much in that pinata. Sure enough, um, Aunt Jamie to the rescue, right? After the pinata grabs over, what does she do? Pull out ginormous bowls of candy and go, anybody didn't get enough? And then here they go, right? There's unlimited candy available. So here's the thing. You get on the floor and you grab and you kick. Or you just turn to Aunt Jamie. You turn to the Heavenly Father. He's got the big bowl. It's very pleasant over there. Do you need to fill your bag? Do you need to fill your bag? There's no lack. There's no lack of God's goodness. There's no lack of God's grace. You wake up every morning. This will change you forever. God, you're good. God, you're good. God, you're good. God, you're good. You start, did anybody grow up in church? There was that song, Count Your Blessings. Anybody grow up with that? I got a new one, Calculate Your Blessings. You're going to need a calculator for this one. They just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And then when you have the worries and the troubles and the challenges, and they'll come. You just turn those over to God, knowing that he cares for you. And you'll understand as there were at the party yesterday, and everybody started going home with their goodie bags full and their tummies full and cake and ice cream and candy from the pinata, then started to realize there's, there's more candy here still left over. God didn't create all of this like a cakewalk game. So there's barely enough for you. You don't need to throw any more elbows. Huh? You don't need to cut any more corners. You don't need to cut anyone off. He created an abundant universe. And God made enough so that every single day you could wake up and be blessed. And this is what it will do for you. It will change you. It will change you. You won't have to walk around with your chest beating. I don't know why I got so nervous for the cakewalk game, but man, that's how some of us live our life with this, like this. We're always amped. Someone's out to get us. Someone's out to take. And you can walk with peace. And that God has blessed us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he said, it's good.